Tale of the Manticore. Bonus material number two. The story so far. What follows over the next few minutes is not an episode of Tale of the Manticore, and it will not take the place of a real episode. It's just bonus content, a mini-summary of the last ten chapters told in the minimum number of words possible. For stories that move pretty quickly, I find it helpful to have refreshers like this one. I'll be releasing these recaps ten episodes at a time. In order to keep them brief, I won't make them cumulative. If you wanted a full twenty-episode recap, you'd need to listen to the first Story So Far installment again. As I mentioned in the last one, if you're solid with the story so far, you can skip the content that follows. If you're like me, and you find a refresher helpful, then stick around. Before we begin, I just wanted to say a welcome to any new listeners who might be using this recap as a jumping-in point to Tale of the Manticore. For those of you that started from the beginning, and have listened to all 20 episodes, well, I just want to say how proud I am that you've included my little show as part of your life. The Story So Far Part 2 Chapters 11 through 20 In Chapter 11, the scouting expedition including the player characters Kagan the Fighter, Umura the Magic User, Gyrios the Cleric, and Eredin the Thief follow a trail of blood leading from the headless body of a direwolf to the goblin's cave. They wait outside until they spot a goblin hunting party and then leave the two dwarves and Mun behind to follow it deeper into the Kingswood. When the time is right, they attack, killing all but one, whom Umura interrogates. In Chapter 12, the scouting expedition infiltrates the goblin outpost while most of its inhabitants are out on a raiding mission. Exploration of the caverns takes the party to a room that seems to contain only bones and garbage. When they enter, two green slimes fall from the ceiling, landing on Mun and Gyrios. The slimes are burned off, but Mun is killed in the rescue attempt, and Gyrios is very badly injured. The horrific encounter triggers a transformation and new power in the cleric, however, as he gains a level and receives his first miracle. The next episode begins with the aftermath of the green slime attack. Umora discovers her old spellbook and regains the spell, Shield. Thern and Harl capture a goblin, and Umora cooks up a wild plan to help them defeat the goblin leader that they know is nearby and likely waiting in ambush. In a flashback, we learn that Sheriff Marlock has indeed become suspicious of the party and Eredin in particular. He sends a note by Pigeon to Wolf Cliff Keep, asking them to send an investigator or more information. Back at the Goblin Outpost, the party moves through the last parts of the cave system and finds a room containing a human and dwarven prisoner, several goblins, the brute Vashuk, and a terrifying direwolf. Umura's risky plan is set into action. In Chapter 14, Eredin levels up, and now all of the PCs are second level. Umura's Gambit, where she impersonates an evil witch with her retinue, is put into play and has mixed success at first, but eventually devolves into combat. Combat is brief and brutal. The party prevails, but Eifold is killed by a lucky shot from one of the goblin archers. Eredin makes a heroic shot that saves the dwarven prisoner, and Umura brings the encounter to a close with her remaining spell. Episode 15 begins with a funeral for Eifold and Mun. Once the soldiers have been put into the ground, the party takes an inventory of everything useful found in the dungeon. Apart from some mundane treasure, the party finds a potion of invisibility, 
and Erdine's Thieves' Tools. Near the end of the episode, the point of view switches to that of the Goblin Raiders, returning home after a failed sortie. When they reach their home, they quickly find their leader dead, and rush to the cave mouth in a fury, hungry for revenge. In Chapter 16, the scouting party springs their trap and wipes out most of the Goblin Raiders with a successful ambush. After, they return to the township of Burke, where Tor and Thern debrief with Sheriff Marlock and the rest of the party finally gets a hot meal. When Tor and the others rejoin them in the mess hall, they are accompanied by Maynard Magari, a man whom Eredin had hoped never to see again. Chapter 17 starts with the flashback in which we learn that Maynard was brother to a man who Eredin's old thieves band had once held for ransom and then killed when he tried to escape. Also in Chapter 17, Sheriff Marlock makes several tough decisions. The party is to be effectively banished from Burke, while Eredin will face the gallows for her past crimes. The next episode opens with Eredine in a cell, awaiting her execution. However, she's managed to successfully smuggle her thieves' tools inside and tries to pick the lock on the door. She fails, and in the morning, she's led to the gallows. Eredine is strung up in front of a small crowd that includes her friends, the sheriff, Maynard Magari, a very ill-looking Lord Skelling, and a mysterious hooded man. If you've been with me from the start, you'll likely have a theory about this man's identity. In the nick of time, Harl comes charging out of the armory. In the dwarf's hand is a royal order that commands the full party to attend an audience with the Lord of the High Forge. Marlock has no real choice but to release Aradine. He's worked far too hard to forge diplomatic bonds with the Skundrumoir to lose it over the fate of one petty criminal and the whims of one noble. The party leaves for the windless rise. After only a few hours of travel, they see riders in the distance. Magari and his mercenaries are coming for their heads. In Chapter 19, Magari catches up to the party. His mercenaries are defeated in battle, but Magari himself escapes with his life. After the fight, the party travels through a dwarven village in the foothills. After passing through, Harl all but admits that the summons that freed Eredin was a forgery, and he's not sure what kind of a reception they can expect when they arrive. In Chapter 20, the party arrives at Dwarvar, the dwarven high forge. Upon arrival, they're greeted by the seneschal, Valiador Glimmerax. He instructs them to get some sleep and meet him again in the morning, when he asks them to perform a small task before meeting the Dwarven Lord. He alludes to some trouble in the Citadel, but offers no details. At the end of the chapter, our POV switches to that of Anatar Ironskin, a young guard who observes the companions departing in the early morning. He takes a special interest in them, especially when he sees them heading in the direction of Grunmog's shrine. That brings us to the end of our second mini-summary. Whether this is fast-tracking your entry into Tale of the Manticore or reinforcing a story you already know, I thank you once again for joining me on this dark journey. Tale of the Manticore does not pay for advertisements, and most of the show's growth occurs through word of mouth. If you think you know someone who would enjoy this blend of dark fantasy, narration, and classic D&D, please tell them about the show and help spread the word. You can expect another similar summation of the story after the next 10 episodes have passed. As always, thank you so much for your time and for listening to this show. I'm thrilled to hear that so many of you have enjoyed it and look forward to the next installment. Thanks to everyone who's contributed and helped the show so far. Returning actors Jake Hendricks as Thurn and John Lopez as Balifer Hillbottom. Aaron Velimuri playing Falibur Hillbottom, Balifer's brother. Megumi of the Della Garden RPG podcast playing Aurea Santanir. Che Webster of Roleplay Rescue playing Maynard Magari. Stephen Quinn of Dungeons and Dodos as Mercenary Number One, Benjamin Drury of Lawful Great Adventures as Valiador Glimmerax, and Austin Moraga of the Ironbound Chest 
as Fofer Longbeard. Finally, I'd like to thank all the other podcasters who have supported me so much as I've launched this show. The Ironbound Chest, Microphones and Monsters, The Iron Realm, DiceGeeks.com, Rolling on Fate, Wandering Portal, Lawful Great Adventures, Tale of the Two-Ton Troll, Roll to Save, From Afar, and finally, Audible.com. Your support, encouragement, and guidance has been tremendously helpful. Thank you very much. I definitely encourage anyone who hasn't heard these shows to give them a try. If you'd like to get in touch to share your comments, criticisms, or ideas, please do. You can reach me at taleofthemanticore at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram and on Twitter at manticoretale. I look forward to the next 10 episodes, and I hope you do too. Tale of the Manticore continues in just a few days with the next episode. Please join me once again in the story where chaos rolls.